So for this one, I looked up the etiquette of introducing people. The oh, art God. of make- making introductions. Since when have we had etiquette on this podcast? <laughs> Just right fucking now, Allie. Hey, well, I'd shit, like to point out I got dressed my- instead of doing this in my pajamas, so I think that counts. <laughs> Well, I'm in, like, my I-don't-give-a-shit house clothes, so I guess I need to go change into my cocktail dress. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right, so the four steps. First, state the name of the person being introduced to. This is the higher-ranking person. Hello, listeners. Second, say, (laughs) I would like to introduce, or please me, or this is, etc. I would like to introduce... Third, state the name of the person being introduced. This is the lower-ranking person. I would like to introduce Allie. Fourth, this is finally, painful. offer some details about each as appropriate. As oh, I wrote in a previous article, add a snippet of information about a to- topic of common interest between the two parties. Do not elaborate. This will help them connect and pursue a conversation. Hello, listener. I would like to introduce Allie. (laughs) She likes to read bad romance novels. It's true, I do. (laughs) Hello, listener. I would like to introduce (laughs) Lorelai. She is from New Zealand. (laughs) Wow, that's the best thing you could have ever said. (laughs) Uh, hello, listener. I would like to introduce Phil. His last name is Canada, but he is not from Canada. Literally the most interesting thing about me, yes. (laughs) Good. I'm glad our introductions have been made. I'm good, by the way. Eloquent way, yeah. Now I don't feel bad about drinking this wine out of this this actually fancy glass. I don't feel bad about drinking this rolling rock out of this great rolling rock can. It's green. <laughs> green, the color of mm. money, which all the rich people have, and we're totally rich. Exactly, <laughs> we are. Rich. We all have our monocles on. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know those... Nice uh, mine would be steamed up. It's that fucking hot here, so no. <laughs> Ooh, it's getting steamy in Lorelai's room. <laughs> It's like 30 degrees. Like, come on. Celsius, <laughs> goddamn you. <laughs> Lorelai's getting hot in there. Anyway, Lorelai, I'm not there, so wait for me. Uh, concluding thought. Many people have difficulty introducing people to one another and helping initiate a conversation. With some practice and a sense of social and or professional ranking, you too can master the art of introduction. So, um, is there like some really back-ass words alpha social person that you're supposed to introduce first at all times? Um, I don't know. No, there's probably not, because that's a load of horseshit. Anyway, it's me. I'm the alpha. Well, I'm actually, I'm actually glad you all are mentioning alphas because the book I read, um, we uh, our main character is looking for an alpha in her life. Mm. Indeed, it sounds like this Can could I... be a shifter one. Is it gay? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, damn it. 
It's not gay. I was hoping like there was a chance for it to be a little gay, but it wasn't gay. And I was a little disappointed in that. Okay. I'm yeah, not we usually anymore. disappointed like so often we've looked at books and gone, man, this would be better if it was a gay story. Exactly. Or just like a little bit in there. You know, just a not little all bit. of it. Just yeah. a tip. Like why not have just a little bit of both? <laughs> just a little bit of both. So can I tell everybody about Santa Baby, I Want a Bad Boy for Christmas by Justine Elvira? No, you can't. Yes. <laughs> I need this in my life just based on the title. <laughs> We begin our adventure with our main character, Morgan, who is unfortunate that she cannot spend Christmas with her family because she doesn't have the money for it. She's just a down-on-her-luck waitress. She has four roommates, and uh, they're all kind of have various odds and ends jobs. You know, two of them, Chloe and Morgan, our main character, work at a restaurant as bartenders slash waitresses. The other one does something I don't really remember. And then uh, one of the characters uh, works at a construction firm as a secretary. So it's four days before Christmas, and Morgan does not want to get up because she has just been broken up with, and her life just sucks. Aw, Morgan. I know. So disappointing. Luckily, her best friend Chloe, one of her roommates, is there to wake her up from her stupor and tell her to get ready to go to work because they were working the same shift and... So, of course, Chloe comes in, wakes Morgan up, and then makes sure that she watches Morgan as she dresses and gets ready for work. Ooh. This could be very gay. Yeah, this was the exact moment where it could have been gay, where Chloe is should watching Morgan humane. be naked. Yeah, should have been. <laughs> <laughs> and they go on various uh, complimentary trips where they're talking about each other's bodies, and Morgan yeah, even comments like about this. Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Let hell, me find... <laughs> Let's find the exact line. Thanks, Chloe. And you have nothing to be envious of. You've got a badass body, and you know it. You're thicker, in a good way, and guys like a little more meat on a girl. Plus, you're covered in tats, and men are attracted to that. They find you mysterious. When they look at me, they see a dumb blonde. That's Morgan to Chloe. She thick. <laughs> She thick. <laughs> she thick. So that's basically the first chapter is them complimenting each other's bodies and getting dressed and ready to go to work. So far, so good. Of the, of the eight chapters this book is, the first one is simply dedicated to talking about bo their bodies. Damn it. Why wasn't this gay? <laughs> this should have been gay. <laughs> So Chloe and Morgan make their way to the bar and they get there a little bit early because the weather is not as bad as they thought it was going to be. It seems like there's a bad storm coming through, but luckily the roads weren't terrible. So they're there at work a little bit before, about 20 minutes beforehand, and they think, we got some time to kill. Let's go to this mall that's right across the road and we'll kill a little bit of time there. They could have so fucked. Chloe and Morgan. For 20 minutes. They should have fucked. They should have. <laughs> You should have fucked in a dressing room. Damn it. <laughs> so they're in the mall and they're walking around and they see a uh, Santa, a mall Santa. And of course, there's a bunch of little kids lined up uh, to sit on Santa's lap and tell them, you know, tell Santa what they want for Christmas. And Morgan starts kind of 
joking around about how Santa's not real and they should just tell all the kids that. And unfortunately, one little girl hears them say that Santa is not real. So rude. (laughs) In an act of desperation to cover it up, they say, no, I was just kidding. See, of course Santa's real. He's sitting over there. The little kid astutely observes that no parents are going to sit on Santa's laps. It's only the kids. So maybe adults know something that the kids don't. Oh, no. This this is the smartest (laughs) little kid ever. I like this little shit. (laughs) (laughs) Morgan thinks, I have the bright idea. I'm going to go sit on Santa's lap and prove that adults do believe in Santa to this little child. Oh, no. Is she going to ask Santa to hurry down her chimney tonight? No. She's going to ask for her bad boy. Does Does Santa look at her and go, your dream has come true, and then run away? <laughs> you mean if first jump the girl happened. on the ground, then run away? Yeah. If only that actually happened. Morgan gets up to Santa after waiting in a long line, uh, which probably lasts more than 20 minutes, let's be honest. Um, yeah. And as she sits on Santa's lap, she looks and realizes that she recognizes this Santa. I believe his name is Carl. Mm-hmm. Carl is a regular at the bar and is often drunk as he is now in the middle of a mall portraying <gasps> Santa. Kids on his lap. Oh, mm-hmm. no. You can smell the Jack Daniels on his breath, Morgan remarks. No, it's worry. just that spice that Santa always, like, <laughs> he smells like spice, right? Yep, the Christmas spices <laughs> yep. of Jack Daniels. It gives him his uh, jolly red cheeks. <laughs> Santa's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Morgan calls out Carl for uh, A, being drunk, and B, being a mall Santa, which she's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, I do it all the time. This, <laughs> all the, the time. Fucking <laughs> it's July, and I'm just Santa. Yeah. And obviously, there's a lot of kids to get through, so Carl's like, all right, tell me what you want for Christmas. And this is where, out of pure frustration, Morgan remarks, you know what I want for Christmas? I want a bad boy for Christmas, Santa. I want a strong man with chiseled arms. I want dark, smoldering eyes and panty-melting smile. I want the illusion of him being dangerous. I want a man who takes charge. A man who knows what he wants and gets it. I want a man that grabs me by my by the hair, pulls me in close, and takes my mouth with his. Nope. I'm out. He should open doors for me and pull out my chair. But after dinner, I want him to lay me on the table and ravish me with his tongue. I want to submit to his needs because he wants me to. I want his first instinct to be to keep me safe. And for God's sakes, I want him to know how to find my G spot. <laughs> yes. I love the last bit. All right. Change man this to woman. And uh, yes, please. <laughs> wait, wait. Does she say this in full hearing range of all of these small children? It is very unclear as to the proximity to children. Um, well, the line the is usually like voice. a bit of a way back. Mommy, what's yeah. a G-spot? <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, why would she want to lay on the table? 
<laughs> table is for eating. Well, <laughs> well, kid, let me tell you about something. <laughs> the finding uh, Morgan's G spot is a consistent bit of trouble for her, <laughs> as she uh, she brings it up quite often. It's like of all of these, the most qualified, like the highest on the qualifying list. <laughs> she really wants that. I mean, that's something you can teach normally you want somebody with a good personality first and you can teach them about that g-spot later i like how she specified that she wanted someone with the illusion of being dangerous Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and she wants him to actually keep her safe like i think i think that's that's good good to look for Good. Yeah, we're heading into good territory here. That's bad. <laughs> uh, we got like six more chapters to go, though. So <laughs> let's see yeah. where this takes it's us. Gonna, it's not gonna it hold. Gets a little, it, it speeds up a little bit. Let's. This is chapter two, by the way. <laughs> um. So Carl, as Santa remarks, "Do you actually want a bad boy for Christmas?" And she says, "Yes, Santa. I want a bad boy for Christmas. That's all I want." And he responds with. Consider your wish granted. And then he whips and then out he his leaves. dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> In front of children. In front of children. No, they're back behind something. Don't whip your dog out in front of children. <laughs> you will go to jail. <laughs> Nothing sexual happens then. So the shift goes as normal, um, and we fast forward now till Christmas Eve, when, of course, Morgan and Chloe have to work again at the same place, obviously. Um, and tonight plans to be a big night. They're going to get a lot of tips, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's a big are. money-making night. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and their plan is to get drunk as well while they're working on the company dime, of course. Um. Okay. Yeah. So they're working, and in walks in the most ruggedly handsome man I've ever seen. He's got, like, steel-toe boots on. He's a man's man because he's a construction worker-ish kind of thing. He's got, like, varnish on his jeans and all this other stuff. So he looks a mess, and she's like, ooh, this hot. Does he have the panty-melting smile? You know, he's probably not smiling at at that moment. Yeah, but a drunk but, um, smile is not a panty-melting smile. That's not what she's <laughs> after. Well, see, this is when he's just entering the bar, so we don't know if he's actually drunk. He may have pre-gamed. We don't know. <laughs> now, with the uh, steel-toe boots and like the dirty-ass jeans, or, sorry, paint-stained uh-huh. jeans, this sounds a lot like me. <laughs> <laughs> it could be you. Do you have a... Uh, a firm jaw with dark brown scruff on it as well? Uh, pretty firm, but no scruff on it. Okay. I tend to right, be clean shaven. What about a t-shirt that says steel carpentry? Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, no. Okay, fine. I guess it's not me. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this man enters the bar and orders a uh, whiskey straight, calling her darling. This is a consistent theme for this uh, man who is... 
um, obviously going to be part of the story from now on. I'm, I'm just going to spoil that a little bit. <gasps> what? I thought he was just a side character. No. Yeah, I thought he was. No. I thought she was going to fuck the Santa because clearly the Santa I thought it was, was going to be gay. Being drunk in the middle of the <laughs> mall with children on his lap. I, I thought it was going to be gay. No, unfortunately, it's not gay. Give <sighs> me the gays. Give me the gays. <laughs> So Carl was there. Carl, who played the mall Santa, was there that night at the bar. And so Carl hands this mysterious man some money and tells her or tells him to give the tip to Morgan and say, you're welcome, as he does it. And of course, Morgan's like, I don't know what this even means. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the whole night they're drinking and... um, doing shots and we're learning more about this uh this man um whose name is steel he owns his own carpentry business and so um he is there working a late job or was working late on the job on christmas eve that had to get done and of course he has to uh stick around the bar and get drunk because it's christmas eve oh yeah that's how i spend my christmas eves (laughs) Mm, yes (laughs) <laughs> the night's about to end the bar's closing and this man steel stands up and goes to tip our main character morgan and does so by slipping money into her back pocket grabbing her close and kissing her behind the bar which he is not supposed to be there no oh. <laughs> that's a bold move sir <laughs> yeah just a little she, you may get nailed in the nuts for that move. <laughs> sure. You may get shot with a shotgun for that move, normally, <laughs> if you walk behind a bar. <laughs> this man, his name is Gunner Steel. I don't know if I mentioned his first name. Gunner Steel? It's Gunner terrible. Steel. Who the fuck are his yep. parents? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Steel, I assume. <laughs> So Morgan says to Chloe, her good friend, I don't know if this is actually going to, you know, be a good idea. And Chloe's like, of course, it's not a good idea. Who could he be? He's drinking here on a on Christmas Eve. And he just fucking um, kissed you. Like, yeah, exactly. She's like, well, there are red flags like serial killers, pedophiles and ex-cons usually are the type of men that drink at bars on Christmas Eve. Wow. Judgment? <laughs> Very judgmental, Chloe. Like, come on. Maybe they just want a drink and all of their friends are out of town, okay? Fuck off. Exactly. So, night closes down and um, Morgan's about to leave and Gunner is there and says, oh, are we leaving, darling? And she hesitates for a little bit. That's a red flag, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And turns out that, yeah, she gets in his truck And they do a little bit of making out in the truck. But before this, before it gets too hot and heavy, Gunner Steel's like, hold on, baby doll. I know you're hungry, and I'm hungry. So let's pop off down to the Denny's and get us some Grand Slams. At least he gets a dinner first. At least he wasn't like- Are you fucking kidding me? You're hungry. You want to fucking eat this dick? (laughs) (laughs) Why are we wearing monocles for this book? This is not classy. (laughs) 
You don't think the Denny's at 4 a.m. on Christmas <laughs> Eve is classy? That is that is drunk food technically, at Supreme. Technically, it's now Christmas Day, right? Exactly. Technically, it is. Yeah. Is Denny's even open so, on Christmas Day? Um, you have stuff that's open on Christmas Day? <laughs> um, I mean, typically some is places are open. I'm not Denny's sure if Denny's is. open on <laughs> Practically nothing is legally allowed to be open here. Is Denny's open? I don't know. <laughs> Probably varies by location, I guess. Looks like it is. Okay. <laughs> So as they were driving to Denny's, Morgan is going off the checklist in her head. A strong man with chiseled arms? Check. Dark and smoldering eyes? Check. A panting, panty-melting smile? Check. Illusion of being dangerous? Check. <laughs> Pulls me by the hair and ravishes me with his tongue? And knows where my G-spot is? Hopefully I'll be checking that off, too, thinks Morgan. No. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> She is ready for this one night stand. Get it, girl. As they arrive to Denny's, Gunner mentions to her, you know, you were thinking about me. I'm not going to complain, darling, but I'd like to take you inside and eat so I can eat you for dessert back at my place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And of course, they have breakfast at Denny's and... uh <laughs> She only eats a little bit, and she's fantasizing about what could happen, and she realizes she's pretty hungry, and so Gunner offers in a the politest of fashions to finish her meal. So he eats all of his meal, and then eats her food as well once she's done with it. <laughs> Is she just, like, staring at his mouth like, yeah, <laughs> eat it. Sort of. Uh, can I guess what they ordered? Was it Moons Over My Hammy? <laughs> no, but I made a note about that. I said nothing is sexier than moons over Miami in my notes. Uh, no, they had the holiday slam, or at least Morgan did. She could be having a holiday slam oh, no, both a little of them bit did. later on, too. Yes, she is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as they're finishing up the meal, uh, Gunner tips the waitress $80. And um, Morgan wonders to herself how big her tip was, because she hasn't taken the money out of her back pocket yet. Oh, I thought you were going to say she hasn't reached into his pants yet. (laughs) No. (laughs) How big that dick? How big that dick? (laughs) Uh, We'll know soon enough. Mm Mm-hmm. We will. So they get back into the truck, or they make out in in the parking lot of Denny's by the soft glow of the yellow lights. Class. Pure classy. And uh, (laughs) Gunner pulls back and says, you know, you're a special girl. I don't want to just screw you in in the truck in the parking lot of a Denny's at 4 a.m. Let's go back to my house. Fucking classy. (laughs) While his house shores. Yeah. This Gunner, real man's man. Wow. (laughs) And so... um, Morgan says, fine, but if Chloe doesn't hear from me by 9 a.m., she's calling the cops. And that is an arrangement that Chloe and Morgan had picked up uh, or set up a little bit earlier in the book. That That's a good arrangement. That is good. Yeah, very, Safety. very valid. Safety good. Exactly. They make their way back, and this is set outside of New York. I think it's somewhere in New Jersey. But they drive into New York, into Manhattan, and turns out that Gunner Steele has a brownstone in lower Manhattan. 
That's a bit of money. Okay, now can somebody explain what that means to me? A brownstone is a very nice, it's like a house, uh, but they're typically extremely expensive, like million dollars plus. Oh, yeah. thank God for you explaining that, because I didn't know either. We found the classy pot. Yeah. yeah, after they had breakfast at Denny's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, we found the classy pot. Don't complain about what happened before that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll put my monocle back on. Yeah. <laughs> So this is where they go inside and they start effing. Yeah. <laughs> they start fucking. I like how you censored yourself at first. They start effing. <laughs> <laughs> um, he makes a point, Gunner, earlier in the night that says, um, you know, we can go back to my place, but I promise you won't do much sleeping. In the various sex acts that they describe, it can't be more than 15 minutes. Like, time passed in this is, like, not extremely long. And they make a point to end the chapter with, and they both fall asleep. Like, immediately after. (laughs) Tell me he at least found her G-spot. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Oh, oh, oh. Check that box off. (laughs) Um, they also call his penis a hard link, which <laughs> yeah. is an interesting phrase I've never heard. It goes with the construction thing. Exactly. Of wood. <laughs> He's got a big old oh. plank. <laughs> big old fucking two by four. <laughs> no. Or is it a four by four? No. <laughs> He's a carpenter. <laughs> she could nail. A lot of wax is involved with it. It's ruined. It's also funny. So when uh, they go, they make out in the hallway a little bit and then they go up to the room. He gets completely naked while she's still like fully clothed. And he's like, I want to like use my teeth and take off every piece of clothing that you have on. And it's like, sounds like a long process. <laughs> Especially, is she wearing, like, a button-down shirt, so he has to somehow undo the buttons just with his teeth? No, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a button a I think it's a t-shirt. That sounds hard. Oh, that would that would just hurt, I think. <laughs> this strong leather against it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she does lay back on his large bed adorned with the neutral sheets. Why do they call out the sheet color? Like, why is it neutral sheets also? <laughs> Like, I feel like the writer was like, okay, this is the sex scene, so I have to add a lot of details to it. What color are his sheets? I'm just glad they're not like red sheets. God damn it. Red (laughs) sheets aren't that classy. Neutral sheets are pretty classy. I mean, I'm just glad that they aren't like positively or negatively charged. She could get a shock. The first act that he does is he goes down on her, which we just met, and usually it takes me weeks after I I start having sex with someone to agree to oral sex, she says. It's the first thing they do. I mean, good for her. You know the intimacy is rather high. He's clearly something special. Exactly. I mean, he checks all her boxes, including her box. He doesn't check the G-spot one yet. That's that's no, the box yet. he's checking or right the now. Or ravishing her on yeah. the table yet. 
Because, uh, yeah. Yet. True. She's out in bed. Yeah. I don't think there isn't a there isn't a table involved in this story. So the table thing never comes true. He does plunge two fingers into her box. It does say plunge. I would like you to know. And, does he go uh, into three fingers though? It doesn't say anything about uh, fingers from there on out. So we don't know. Maybe he did. But we can't call her a three finger slut it's a mystery. yet. Okay. <laughs> Only the two fingers, and uh, he finds that spot that makes her explode. It, it took and he'll be covered pieces. in my juices when I do. Ew! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Don't call them juices, it's gross. <laughs> oh no, she's all about the juices in this she one. She <laughs> gets her lady juice all over him. <laughs> Does he churn her lady butter? <laughs> <laughs> Mm, he gets slathered in those moist juices. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> he then flips her over and uh, begins circling her forbidden area. <laughs> which She got a fucking hidden temple up in her vagina. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it means her butt, but okay. <laughs> It is her no, butt. there's a forbidden temple up in her vagina, and it's her forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> That's the G spot she's been looking for. <laughs> um, and then he, she puckers a little bit, and that's when um, he asks if she wants more, and then a finger with her own ju- juices enters the puckered hole. No. Mm-hmm. At least use lube. Get some lube. Nope. Put some lube Why do you need lube there. when you make your own juices? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, so yeah, then it just turns into standard fucking after that. <laughs> you sound it. so disillusioned. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he is supposed to be a bad boy. I thought this was gonna be I thought this was going to be that good juicy shit, but it's just the standard fucking. No, it's just fu- standard fucking. Like they they spend a lot of time about the oral sex and then the fingering, and then like it's very very quick, which leads me to believe that it wasn't more than a few minutes. Like, um, uh, does sound like she came, and then he definitely came because he came inside of her. Um, so no protection was used. They didn't so use protection. She's nice and safe with the whole, if I don't like talk to my friend by this time, she calls the cops, but she's not yeah. safe with her actual person. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No. It's very not bad. Not good. Very, very bad. Not good. And there's no discussion of, you know, not even about the condom or any sort of protection whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Or even STD status. Please, please wrap it before you tap it, ladies and gents. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if you don't know the person. Yeah. That you just met mere hours ago. Yes. Maybe this was discussed over their Denny's uh, dinner, but it was not elaborated upon in the book. My body and mind are spent from the amazing tremble on the sheets and we, oh, tumble we experience together on the sheets. He covers us both with a blanket and I drift off to blissful sleep. Happy to be in the arms of my bad boy, if only for a few hours. The next morning, Christmas morning. Um, 
there is a call on Morgan's cell phone from Chloe checking in on her. And it's a little past nine. So, of course, she was worried. Um, didn't call the cops, but uh, is worried about her friend. So that's when uh, Gunner is talking to Chloe on the phone and discussing everything. And he's like, of course, she's safe. She's fine. Puts her on. Puts Turns the speaker on. Okay. And, and Morgan, yeah, I was getting that nervous because it's very long. Like, it's several paragraphs of him, of Gunner talking to Chloe. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, thankfully, Chloe insists upon speakerphone being used. And Morgan says, like, yes, I'm safe. It's okay, Chloe. We'll be home soon. Good friend. Good Chloe friend. Yes. Yay. Chloe is very Always good. Not as gay as I would have hoped, but still. <laughs> so they get up and uh, need to uh, head back. But of course, Morgan wants to take a shower. And Gunnar thinks to himself, well, this is a perfect opportunity to shower and continue to have more fun like last night. Mm-hmm. So they fucking in the shower. <laughs> um, fuck in the shower. Um, then... Uh, as she comes, he pulls out, and then uh, oral sex begins, and uh, more come inside of her throat, which she goes into graphic detail. About. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of jizzing and orifices on this episode or in this book. <laughs> okay, let's move past this. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she also calls his penis a magical sword at this moment. <laughs> Jesus. He pulls my ass towards him with one thrust he's inside me, filling me with his magical sword. I arc my back, pushing my tits up against the cold tile. Magical sword. <laughs> they go, they do not say the word penis a whole lot. <laughs> Luckily, they do not say the word member a whole lot either. Good. That's good. They just, they just find very odd terms for does Male she genitalia. call her vagina a sheath, though? Uh, she does not. Aww, that's not. just a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's about it. They uh they screw in the shower, and then of course they uh head back to Morgan's apartment. And as they uh they arrive, Gunner gets out and like opens the door for her and begins following her into her apartment. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, this wasn't a one night thing. I want to, you know, we're both feeling it and I can tell. So basically we're kind of dating right now. Okay. No, have a conversation first. This is a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. It Hmm. was uh, basically just like, yeah, you're feeling it. I'm feeling it. Let's keep doing this. Nope. Bye. (laughs) Well, doesn't matter because uh morgan didn't think that way and of course he goes into the house with her and who remarks that they arrive into the apartment and one of her roommates goes mr steel he's like hello insert roommate's name who i've forgotten (laughs) the one who works in construction exactly (laughs) her roommate is the receptionist for uh for steel or steel carpentry. <laughs> and it's also remarked that uh, the roommate has kind of an office crush on Mr. Steel. 
Wait, wait. Is it ever said in this book that he is hard as steel? It didn't stand out to me. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunities. It is. is. Very missed opportunity. And then um, they have a nice little kind of conversation there and uh, begin drinking some alcoholic eggnog. And Mr. Steele kisses Morgan under the mistletoe. And that is the end of the book. I I was hoping that they would all fuck. All of them. No? Giant orgy. So many missed opportunities. (laughs) there were some good puns in there that should have been in there exactly should have been so that is santa i want a bad boy for christmas so is carl actually santa who knows maybe carl Hmm. is just a uh weird guy that knows a hunk and uh kind of pimps out this hunk to various (laughs) people so i think carl's what i was thinking of (laughs) okay Good job, Pimp Carl. <laughs> pimp Car- Drunk Pimp Carl. <laughs> you weird drunk mall Santa Carl. <laughs> Good job. Oh. Well, I... That book wasn't bad. Like, there was some dubious stuff, but there was also... Some really good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Safety is good. Mm-hmm. That's the main takeaway, mm-hmm. I would say. Finding your G-spot is good. Communicate. But if you're going to go safe, <laughs> you got to go all the way safe. Not just halfway, all the yeah. fucking way safe. Literally all the fucking way. <laughs> Speaking of safety, we got another smut corner. <laughs> How's that safe? Doing the second one, Quinn? Do, Do we need a safe word? Yes, we need a safe word. <laughs> Good smut corner. corner. Good smut corner. Uh, This is titled Professional by uh, Cam Cameron. DDM Cameron on Twitter. It isn't every day he got to relax and explore his mind palace. So when the opportunity arose, he took it. It left him stuck in the shape of a boat. But hey. A break is a break. <laughs> what he found in that in the mind palace, now that's what this story is about. A simple kiss oh, led to a ho- whole new world, one filled with, well, everything. Silicon artist felt the kiss, and his world changed. He could imagine a life with RPM, a simple life, with no villainy... <laughs> No crimes, just love. And the wildest, <laughs> most intense, pants wetting, mind blowing sexual intercourse he had ever imagined. <laughs> Hold on. Is he implying that Silicon Artist is into pee play with the pants wetting? I don't think there's Either any implying. Come an awful lot. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, goodness. Uh, in, oh, in parentheses, the it says, we will get there. In parentheses. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, hee hee. Hey there, silly. How's it going? RPM said with that, I'm bad around people laugh. I've wanted to tell you something for a while now. With that, Silicon stretched his neck down and kissed the man. 
He presses lips against RPMs and wanted to stretch all around this beautiful, angry man in front of him. He stopped. Like, engulf him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is like extra vor. <laughs> oh, he stopped just before he felt himself give in all the way. He had to let the man finish his thought. It was only polite. RPM stared at Silicon Artis, his eyes a mixture of emotions. He, <laughs> um, Silicon Artist, I was going to say that you make you give Metas a good name. You should have let me finish. I want to be inside you. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's face right now. <laughs> Does it work? I mean, no, Silicon Artist. I want to be inside you. <laughs> the real question everybody has been left with <laughs> from Willems. <laughs> there was a moment's more hesitation as the gravity of what RPM said sank in and then he started to move. He placed his hand gently on RPMs and slowly started to envelop the supervillain soon to be his super lover. <laughs> Perfect. His stretchy flesh started to wrap around the hand, go along his arm, slowly covering every inch. He did not break the eye contact, and he saw horror, enjoyment, anticipation. <laughs> it wasn't written like that. <laughs> Just so you know, that was all. Oh, damn it! <laughs> Reader's choice on that one. <laughs> Run across those eyes he so loved. He felt the man inside his arm. He just wanted to glomp him, skip this ridiculous foreplay, and just absorb him. But he resisted the urge and calmly, slowly wrapping him up more. From what does glomp mean? Uh, usually like it's like attack. a big old hug, like a tackle yeah. hug. Oh, okay, interesting. Mother quickly. <laughs> <laughs> From the shoulder, he went down. Just below the neckline, he wanted to see RPM's face. He started to stretch the rest of his body, covering RPM's chest with his, putting his face perfectly in front of RPM's. Then, the other arm. Legs everywhere. He stared into RPM's eyes. Finish it, Silicon Artist. Finish it. Let me be inside you. For me, Daddy. For me. Oh, God. <laughs> oh god I plan to write more but wanted to give y'all this do y'all like it should I keep exploring yes. this avenue yes. of give us more, with Cam. love yes. at DDM Cameron Yes. sent from my yes, iPhone yes you can Cam <laughs> oh boy Yes. well please. now we can tell Alex we know what really happened to RPM <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's been inside Silicon Artist the whole time. 
Was that technically a three-way if like RPM's still inside of <laughs> Silicon Artist? And then Silicon and Artist ate Sticky, sticky Kong? Or uh, yeah. Sticky Man? Sticky Boy. Sticky Boy. Yeah. I guess? Maybe? Maybe? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Good to know Silicon well. Artist is into Vore. <laughs> it's never been ex- <laughs> Like, I didn't intend that, and it was never a choice made by the player, a statement made by the player about it. There's never anything sexual with it. I mean, to be fair, he could just be get, uh, helping out with the kinks of others. True. Sure. Or he could be really, really into four. You know, whatever. I'm not going to put words into anybody's mouth. I'm not going to say that Silicon definitely loves, loves, loves boring people. I mean, at this point, he's eaten two people. <laughs> so at least you know one of. canonically. That you know of. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that why he's getting all those teeth? To help no, don't ask about <laughs> okay. the teeth. Don't worry about the teeth. The teeth thing will come up later. Okay. I'm excited. I'm terrified. (laughs) Now that you've said that, we're going to get a smart explanation of that as well from a fan. I guarantee it. I would would hesitate to say, like, how could that be turned into a smut thing? But then then this story existed, so I don't know. I don't know what the world is anymore. Yeah, have you met our listeners? They can turn turn anything into smut. (laughs) Look, I'm just saying my life is different from 20 minutes ago than it is now. (laughs) Better? The paradigm has shifted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to walk outside and be a different person. With all of that, I think we are ready to wrap up on, like, the story we heard. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, if you want to contact us or send us some sexy, sexy smut, you can write us at goodlooksbadbooks at gmail.com, or if your smut is... 280 characters or less you can send that too at GOBB podcast on twitter i am at gwen and tonic i'm at aluminum underscore iodide i'm lothlarian underscore elf and i'm at canada underscore philip with two l's want to plug some stuff again um yeah if you would like to find any of the other stuff i do uh you can do so at shu podcast i'm on the villains underground feed where you can hear the character silicon artist um that was mentioned in the smut corner today a less sexualized version of that slightly character. less uh have you listened okay. to this season slightly less. <laughs> yeah slightly less this season's got a little bit more intense about it uh, you can also find me. I run a game, um, or I run an actual play uh, role playing podcast uh, that's called ArcLight. Um, you can find that on various podcast apps. And then, if you just want to see more of just my work, uh, you can do so over at twitch.tv backslash blt extra b. That's me playing video games and just kind of talking and rambling about whatever I want. I love it. And. Thanks for having me on, yeah, everybody. Thank you for being yeah. here. Uh, Absolutely. Give us some goddamn five star ratings and reviews. 
Come on, this one's practically going to be out right on Christmas. Like, two minutes, give us a Christmas present. All Mm -hmm. we want for Christmas is a five-star review. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bad at singing. I love it. Established this already. It was perfect. All right, so we have a bunch of people from SHU Podcast here, so let's talk about that. We got some villains. Hi, villains. We do have some villains. What's up? Hi. I'm villainous. I'm always villainous. And Lorelai. Fuck, what do you do, Lorelai? You do a thing? You've done a thing, right? No. Not no, today. I thought you had. Okay. She was. You were on the scripted thing. Oh, uh, yeah, I was technically yeah. a villain, I guess. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so SHU Podcast is a canonical universe that includes heroes, villains, and scripted stuff. Um, And it's all on the same feed. You can listen to whichever show you like, or all of them, and it's pretty cool. They also have uh, sexy teens. Oh, yes. And sexy space. Pick the villains. Pick the villains. (laughs) I mean, we're a little biased on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the villains are the best. Um, I would say, you know, the most, the best at their job also of being villains. So it's true. Yeah, um, they, I would lean towards that one, but that's just me personally. They're good at getting stuff done. They're always on track, on yep. topic. Uh, yep. Yep. We never go to 50th uh, birthday parties and just hang yeah. out. Yep. We we certainly don't have day jobs um, that we have to <laughs> co-manage with our villainous activities. That is 100% not what happens. No. Yes. <laughs> if you want to hear just straight up role-playing the villainous side of things, just go listen to them. With no remorse for anybody or anything, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, yeah. that's the feed to listen 100% to. 100% pure evil. That's it. Okay, I'm done. Go watch go watch Boss Baby on Netflix. <laughs> I did it. I did I it too. I clicked the we thing. We did it. I My clicking clicked. worked. Yay! Yay! Everyone did it. I'm proud of us We're all. <laughs> We're the best. <clears throat> Why is this low? There we go. Sick gains. <laughs> Sick gains. <laughs> Been feeding your computer. Yeah, my gains all weird. <laughs> I do that every night. I just pour a bunch <laughs> of like protein powder in it. It's doing well for it. I'm glad. At least I don't mix it with water first. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> just, just eat the protein powder. Wait. <laughs> No, I take the powder, the protein powder, and I throw it into my computer every oh, night. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. It helps it run better because it's stronger. Because it gets those Is sick it... games. Yeah. Shit, I guess I need to start doing that then. You know how they say humans are the most powerful computer that's ever existed? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make my computer more human. I'm also <laughs> teaching it about ethics. <laughs> So what you're saying is your computer is going to become our new robot overlord. And I, for one, welcome it. (laughs) Well, it's your computer, so it shouldn't harm you. Look, I'm fine being the number two in charge of of the whole 
you know, human race. I'm fine with it. (laughs) You know what? I am never fine with being number two because that is shit. (laughs) (laughs) Gwen. You're welcome. (laughs) Just, Just groan in general. Oh, beans, I'm pecking this all up. Box is a euphemism for vagina. Does everyone know that? Mm-hmm. What? Okay, good. <laughs> what? So he's checking her what? box. <laughs> I don't get it. So. <laughs> oh, beans, I'm pecking this all up. And that's when... Oh, sorry. I got a kitten here. A kitten? Yeah. We all her. got pussies here, Okay. <laughs> Get in the way. Oh, beans, I'm pecking this all up. I was going to say that you make you give that you make you give metas metas a good name. I can under I can read. Oh, beans, I'm pecking this all up. Want to plug some stuff again? Or do you want to bore stuff? Sure. You don't want to bore stuff. I don't want to bore anything. I am not my character, <laughs> guys. I- <laughs> I'm not that smut of my character. <laughs> oh, beans, I'm pecking this all up. If you give a five star rating and review, Allie will sing every episode. No one will give us five star ratings. Why would you say this? <laughs> no, everybody should. So she can practice her singing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and her improv skills. Listen. <laughs> Rude. Web nerds. Hey. Hey, 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 First, I'd like to get my pop filter. Pop, 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 pop filter. Pop filter. Where did you go? Pop filter. Pop filter. You're on the ground. Pop filter. Pop filter. Pop filter, I'm putting you on the table. I'm clamping you to this table. Pop filter. Oh, okay. Okay. This should be better. This should be so much better. Ooh. Ooh, ee, ee. Ee, ee, ee. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay.
Gwyn here. I would like to give a deeply personal thank you to all of our patrons, starting with the top. Hey, yeah, top, top meat daddy. Just starting with the top of this list that I have here and working my way down. So first up, thank you to Will Orr. Thank you, Philip Squire. Thank you, Shauna Love. Gary Hayes, you get a wonderful personal thank you from me. Same to you, Ben Apperson. Hi, Ben, I love you. Oh, and Jennifer Ferreira. I don't know how to say your last name, but I tried, and that's all that matters. Mike DeJong. Hey. And Matthew Morris. Oh, hey there, Matthew. Logan B., you're awesome. Courtney Brooke Davis, hey girl, how you doing? Logan Polly, yeah, yeah, Paul me daddy. Graham Lyons, oh, hey there, Graham. Stuart McKay, oh, yeah, you're lovely. Steph O. Kingston, you put the O in an O face. In Jan Feisler, Feisler, how do you pronounce your name? Tell me that so I can scream it in bed next time. Oh, baby. And that was all our patrons. Thank you, patrons, for giving us this support. Uh, we could not do this without you. Actually, we could. We did it for quite a while. But it really makes things a lot easier. And I don't even know why anybody supports us. But I'm really happy that you do. And I appreciate anything you guys want to give. For real. Thank you. Love you. And hey. If I mispronounce anybody's names, just slide right up into my DMs. They're always open. And tell me how to pronounce it. Yeah, baby.